When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Harvey Levin here. And Jason. So uh, we broke the story yesterday that Kim Kardashian and Kanye West have settled their divorce. It did not feel like this was going to happen for all sorts of reasons. Kanye had gone through six lawyers. He was not showing up for depositions. The trial was looming for December 14th. They still need to work out custody and property, and he was not engaging. But we knew secretly uh, Kim's lawyer, Laura Wasser, was trying to engineer some kind of a settlement, and she pulled it off. Um, Kim is getting hammered online right now um, for getting $200,000, which is part of this settlement. Per month. Per month for child support. And everybody's saying, she's she's a billionaire, and... Why on earth is she getting child support? And what are we talking about with $200,000? Well, it's not so much that Kanye is footing the bill for the kids. He's footing the bill, and I know this sounds insane, everybody, but he's footing the bill for his portion, half of the bill. That the bill is not $200,000. The bill is $400,000, which means hundred grand a month per kid. I know that sounds insane, and if you want to attack it on that basis, have at it. But it's not that Kim is getting some windfall from Kanye. It's not that she's getting windfall at all. It is interesting to structure it this way. It's interesting to say that they have joint legal custody and that the expectation and physical custody, the expectation being that they would split the kids evenly. No, no, no. I, but I know. That's not, no, that's not true. Oh, is that not the expectation? It says it. It says equal access to the kids, but we know what's behind the, it. Even Kanye has said yeah. Kim has the kids 80% of that, the time. That's where I was going with this. It's a recognition that she is taking the kids the lion's share of the time, and therefore, if the cost that they've worked out is 400 k a month, then he has to pay, he has to give her the 200 k a month to make it equal. It's that, still that, no, though no, that's actually a really good point, and I hadn't thought yeah. of that. It could be that, but at the same time, look. What I'm told is that they had to tiptoe around Kanye on this thing yes. because he's, you know, off the rails. Yeah, and so if they said it that way, they put equal access in for a reason. Yeah, they wanted Kanye to feel like he had equal access. So it's hard on the one hand to say, yeah, you have equal access, but on the other hand, you pay 80% of the child support because it could set it, him off. It, so you may be right, but I may be right, too. Right, right. Or or they just sort of agree. Here's, what, here's what's interesting to me. For months, we have heard about Kanye not participating in settlement negotiations in the mediations they had set right. up, not showing up to the depositions right. once it got that far. The terms of this agreement are pretty simple, right? The equal access... 200K a month is nothing to Kanye, nothing to Kim as well. Mm-hmm. I have to believe that this could, ha, had he just participated, we could have had this resolution four, oh, five, six months ago. Oh, my God. Without, without too much tr- hand rain, right? There's really no dispute, There's when, no you, dispute. when you think exactly. about it. But here is the, there are two things that 
I don't want to that that are just deliciously sneaky <laughs> that I love, and I have no idea whether Kanye figured this out even. But one of the provisions is that the um, they're going to have some disputes over child child custody. Yes. I mean, it, they just will. And even if this were you know two people who generally get along and everything else. You know, over time, do they go to this school? What do we do about disciplining here? You know, everybody has these issues. If they can't agree, they have said they will go to a mediator and the mediator will hash it out with them. And that part's common. That part's common. Here's what's not. Yeah. That if one party doesn't show, the other party gets his or her way. Right. Okay. Translation, you want to do it? The recognition that Kanye may or may not participate in any of this may throw up roadblocks at every turn when she wants to do something, may say, I don't want my kids doing that. And then, so the provision is to go to mediation, as it often is, but if Kanye doesn't show, it goes forward with Kim's wishes. And Kim knows the history there, and it was a brilliant thing to put in. It really was. The second thing that I find really, really interesting and revealing is that in the property settlement, uh, it says that one of the provisions that they they had a prenup, so it's all governed by the prenup. Um, and in the property settlement, remember Kanye bought a house right across the street from their family house that Kim now owns. Um, right across the street, it's a it's kind of a a fixer upper house, and he wanted it because he wanted to be near the kids, you know, near Kim. He really had not gotten over the divorce. I'm not sure he still has. Yeah, right. But at the time, had not gotten over the divorce, so he buys this house. One of the provisions is you have to sell the house, Kanye. Yeah. You want to translate that? Well, I don't want you that close. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, there's no other translation, right? That was really interesting. It was such a bizarre purchase of the house when it happened, and it seemed so needy, but at the same time aggressive by Kanye to make him know that he's going to be right across the street even if she doesn't want him there. Now, if, this were, if these were two people who got along... And they said, we want to do this to make it easy on the kids where they can just go back yeah. and forth so easily. Common Giselle style. E- Across the creek, right? Yeah, I'm not sure that that's all kumbaya <laughs> either. <laughs> fair enough, fair but enough. If, it's, if it's a couple that does yeah. get along and they really are doing this for the kids and everything else, that might be kind of a cool move. Although I would argue that... In no no divorced couple should ever live directly across. Okay, the how about this? How about this? Yeah. You can live next door, no binoculars. <laughs> right, exactly. Does that work? <laughs> that 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 works. Uh, but but I, I think that goes back to it because Kanye is such an aggressive move for him to move directly across the street from Kim. He's going to keep an eye. He said for the kids, but what he's doing is keeping an eye. Well, you on know Kim what there. it's going to do. I mean, she starts dating somebody exactly, and all hell breaks all, loose. It, all hell is broken loose every time she's dated. She dated Pete Davidson. He's threatening Pete Davidson's life. So uh, you know, within a week. So the final thing to talk about is this: that when two people have kids and they have four, um, and they get divorced, they are joined at the hip for the rest of their lives, right. whether they're divorced or not. They are joined at the hips. There are going to be graduations. There are going to be birthdays. There are going to be weddings. There's going to be childbirth. There will be deaths. There are going to be holidays, all sorts of things. And they will always be joined at the hip. So they need, and this is such an important thing, you need a structure in this kind of an agreement, especially when you're dealing with somebody difficult. You need a structure and you need a safety net. And Kim and Laura Wasser, I think, really created that safety net. This is a really interesting settlement that accounts for the instability of Kanye West in a way 
that didn't trigger him to the point that he wouldn't sign the settlement. Right. And I think that was a tightrope act, and I think it was pretty brilliant. Yeah, pretty brilliant. You need somebody the experience of Laura Wasser, who's dealt with large money celebrity divorces in the past, know how to navigate these things. I'm not sure she's ever dealt with somebody quite like Kanye West before. Nobody it was has. probably a challenge for her, yeah. uh, and I'm sure I'm sure it was a challenge for her. But she got there, and, and Kim got there. One thing I think we need to be clear about is that if Kanye goes further off the rails, start asking, acting more manically, whatever it might be, she can obviously go back in and change the custody agreement. They're oh, not set in stone. You can always go in and, and right. if there are changed circumstances or if there is a fitness issue with one of the parents, you can absolutely go in. Right. Uh, that happened with Britney Spears and Kevin Federline, where when Britney was going off the rails, uh, she lost custody. Yeah. And first it was you need supervised cust- you need supervised visitation, then they required drug testing and then she lost it and then got it back once the conservatorship started. So yes, this is an evolving thing. I think the optimist would say now that this is done, maybe Kanye can start to to normalize a little ah. bit. At least with respect to his kids and his ex-wife. Whether he's going to continue hanging out with Nick Fuentes, I think that's going to be that's going to keep on going for a while, and that sort of wacky, wacky stuff. I, I'm I, I was with you yeah. until you just said that. Were you just saying it to say it, or did you actually believe that shit? That that <laughs> what he's going to keep hanging out with Nick? That, no, the hope is that Kanye's. Gonna... No, I think I think Kim's hope in in, in getting the settlement Jason, done is that Jason. Kanye. Obviously, he has the, the, he loves his kids, and the, no, and, he does love his kids and for the sure. The fact that this has been out there, I think, has taken a toll on him. No, you give you give no quarter for this at all. Oh my god! <laughs> like, what's less than zero? All right. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer. With over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Uh, Okay, let's move on to gay marriage. This is interesting. The clock is ticking in Washington, D.C. The Republicans are going to control the House uh, in January. And um, the the right to, um, to marry, if you're gay, is on the chopping block at the U.S. Supreme Court. Yeah, so we we have the obviously the Dobbs case comes down, which changes, which uh, d- gives back to the states the right to uh, illegalize abortion, and so there was a lot of talk that this might also extend to gay marriage and to other things as well. And so, uh, Senator Tammy Baldwin, I was reading about this today, uh, about four or five months ago, approaches fellow Repo- approaches Republicans she knew believed in the protections of same sex marriage. Months later. 
the House of Representatives actually first passes a Protection of Marriage Act. Now, we should explain what that is. Yeah. That doesn't mean you have a federal right to get married. Right. It means that in – so the federal government cannot control what a state does in terms of marriage. So they can't require Alabama to allow gay marriage in their state. However, and, and and that's a structural thing about our government. Correct. And that's federalism and the rights of states to control certain things. Right. And that's always been the case and never been challenged. What they said what what this bill does is says, okay, we're not gonna we can't can't require Alabama to allow uh, same-sex marriage, but what we can do is require Alabama to recognize another state's legal marriage of a gay couple. So in other words, Alabama doesn't allow gay marriage. If two people from California get married, um, gay people get married, and then they move to Alabama. Alabama has to treat them the same as a straight married. Give couple. them all the tax rights. Give them all the visit uh, the child care, uh, child adoption rights. And not only it's not just a, a couple that moves to Alabama. Importantly, it's a couple who's an Alabama resident who move who, who take a vacation to California or to lots of Las other Vegas. states, but wherever, yeah. uh, and get. Well, I'm not sure about Nevada actually. I think Nevada is. Most states do have. Well, in any event, you you move, you fly to California, you get married in California, your Alabama citizens. You move back, you you go home. You are now married in the eyes of the law of Alabama, and Alabama can't do you anything. Get married to somewhere. That. Every state has to recognize. That's it. right. It's called the full faith and credit clause in the Constitution. So, um, the House of Representatives passed that. The Senate last night. Uh, passed its own version. It was the same version, really, but they added something, and it had to do with religion. Yeah, so it added a provision that says that a, a religious organization, a church, does not have to marry a gay couple. And it, that was important to, so 12 Republicans, importantly, 12 Republican senators joined with the full full slate of Democrats in the Senate to pass this bill. Those 12 Senate, uh, uh, Republican senators said, well, well, wait a minute, we'll agree to this. However, we want to make sure that a Christian church that does not believe in gay marriage, does not honor gay marriage, does not, is not required to offer marital services to a gay couple. And so the Democrats agreed. Some are very upset, and some House members have spoken out about this, but you got to get the bill passed. And they didn't want to lose this. Because to your and, point, the Democrats are going to lose the House. Yeah, and the reality is that was a compromise, but there are a million ways around that obstacle because there are plenty of places. For example, in California, there might be right. some churches that won't allow it, but there are so many places you can get married, even City Hall, that it's— that. Let it, me ask you a question real quick. G gay man— how do you feel? Well, about are you calling me gay man or are you calling I, me I'm alerting. I'm alerting. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, how, how do you feel about the church's right to dis allowing religious organizations to discriminate against gay people in this way? Well, look, I mean, you know, I, I obviously I disagree with it. At the same time, you know, look. I want to be able to live my life the way I want to live my life if I'm not hurting somebody else. Yeah. Um, and if, you know, somebody in California wants to get married, they can. Now, they're, and, and, and suppose you're in a state where there's one church or whatever that just doesn't allow it. You know, I mean, it, it's very complicated to me because, you know, what if this were a racial issue that a church said I won't allow black people in? Yeah. And, you know, I, we wouldn't tolerate that. It's not black people in because that would be against federal law. But no, no, but I'm, but but I'm to, asking. To get married, you, you asked me, you asked me about yeah. my personal feelings. Yeah. And I'm saying on that level, it's, you know, unthinkable that 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 would be okay. Yet for them to say that a gay person can't get married in this church, what's the real difference? And I suppose if I had to answer my own question, the difference could be that 
in their religion, that's an issue being black isn't. And look, I mean, I kind of subscribe to Biden's principle that, you know, you compromise where you can still get that right. And even if it's not 100 percent, it's progress. Right. And that you make progress over time. So I'm okay with it because I think it's significant progress and protection, especially with what the Supreme Court may be doing. And that does loom. So does it bother me? Yeah. At the same time, look, I'm not going to tell you have to believe um, a certain way in your religion because there is a protection of religion in our Constitution. And if you have a protection of religion, you have to align that with my rights, too. And so I think it's more complicated than saying one person's automatically right and one person's automatically wrong. I think the compromise is fine and it's progress. Yeah, I just sort of think that there are going to be people who hate and are discriminatory, and as long as there are other ways for all people, whether it be black people or gay people or whomever, to achieve the rights they want, which is to get, in this case we're talking about, to get married, we don't want to fight that fight. I hate it. I hate allowing anybody to discriminate. But it shouldn't be all or nothing. In other words, if if, if you say, no, we're not going to accept that part, so we're not going to provide well, any protection. Well, that would be silly. Well, no, no, but yeah. that's what—that's part of what the extremes yeah. in Congress have been doing. And it's not about getting 100% or 0%. It's making progress. Right. And that's, that should be the North Star. That should be the North Star, without question. And this is—you this, you mentioned very briefly, the Supreme Court could unravel this entire thing on us. I, I don't think they will. But— it's hard to look at this as anything. But... I don't know, but I don't know. You're right about that, by the way. Well, they could. I mean, I mean they... what if the Supreme Court says, you know, we believe in the federalist system to this extent that you cannot force. Well, you do have a full faith and credit, but you know, they we... can interpret the full faith and credit clause somewhat it, it, differently. Exactly. Than, than so I'm not sure it's a slam dunk that this is protection. But I think but we'll see. I, I think it goes a long way, and it's a really, really good day. It's a really good day. It's a really good day. But this is going to go back to the House. The House presumably will approve the 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 way the Senate did it because you need you need alignment, and then it goes to the to the President, and he will sign it. That's right. And also, could be unraveled by the next Congress as well, or two Congresses. It's not going to be unraveled by the next Congress. Well, Democrats hold the Senate, but they might not hold it in 2024. And well, I'm just saying, in the short term, yes, um, this is protected. Yes, right. See you tomorrow. 